This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash weekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more. Hey, Brian. Hey, Wendy. How are you? <laughs> you, you sound like you've been sick. I have been sick. I can't even talk. I was like, Bleh. words don't come out. So um, this is the first time I've had a voice, like, good at least speaking voice for probably two or three days. You sound like a 70-year-old woman who smokes three packs a day. That's exactly right. And I'm coughing like one, too. It's well, not been fun. It's not I got that the, bad. But. I got the winter crud. No, you should have heard me like two days ago. I was talking to my brother on the phone, and he was like, dude, have another pack. I was like, <laughs> I can't help it, man. I'm, I'm sick. I got the I'm crud. Sick. So, I'm sick. When I, so when I'm sick, so, you know, I, I don't have the most awesome voice. Um I, I've been told I have a pleasant voice, yes. but like I want like working in radio and everything, I want a big booming like masculine a, voice. And I, I never have, I've never had that. Uh, but uh, whenever I'm sick, I always love to record. And, yes, you know, <laughs> and, and get like a really I, awesome, you know, deep voice going. And I hate. Uh, I always happens. feel like I already have a manly voice, so when I'm sick, yeah, it just gets worse. So <laughs> it's kind of like not very feminine sounding. But I have a. Uh, Managed to not have like a, a, a like coughing fit in a couple hours, so that's pretty good. And I haven't even been around people, so I don't even know how I got this winter crud. But it needs to leave because I'm supposed to run a 15k on Sunday that oh, I've been crap. traded for, and I'm gonna be mad as a wet hen if I can't do it. That's pretty mad. Um, yes, triple mad as a wet hen because dang it, I want to get it done. And it's supposed to be cold and rainy or snowy here. I'm like, what's going on Ooh, with this hope plan? I love yeah. snow. Yeah, the snow will be fun. Well, there's a lot going on. So we've got the Valentine's Day coming up. What you going to do for Kim? Is it a surprise? Well, she's not listening. Or she, by the time this posts, it'll be over. So I order. This is the dumbest thing. And I, I, she's in the other room, so I am speaking more quietly. I ordered her Valentine's Day card through Amazon. <laughs> And it was, supposed, um, it was supposed to be here today. <laughs> right now, it's stuck in Pennsylvania. Um, Kilby, I have a question. Yeah. Why didn't you just go to the store? Is I, there something specific about this card that makes it that it had to get from Amazon? I could have I bought it at a Hallmark store, but I would have had to have walked into a Hallmark store. <laughs> I, I knew this was going to be the answer, even when I asked asked the question but um okay yeah. so now what are you gonna do well Be- so um she has flowers coming tomorrow i, I normally I send them to the office but these are coming to the house so she'll be think that i didn't get them you know uh-huh. uh and so um i'm going to ch- check the tracking on the card when i uh tomorrow morning and if it's not going to be there at home tomorrow um i'm going to get one on the way back home from my doctor's appointment in the morning Oh, there you go. Yeah. You got a plan. That's yeah. all that matters. And then Lent starts tomorrow as well. So that's a big thing going on. And the Olympics. Have you been watching any of the Olympics? No. Me neither. This year is I don't like. Care. Have you ever? No. Have you ever been, not, never been an Olympics person. Not since okay. I was. Not since I was like. You know, the, the my first Olympics that I remember, which was nineteen eighty four. Like, oh, I, wow. I remember that. Being you a- remember the year. I don't remember the first. I just remember watching almost every year. I've, I've not watched. I have not watched 
the last two or three very much. The Winter Olympics are my favorite, though, I, I have to say. Like, the regular Olympics. Okay. Winter Olympics? Like, why do we even have that? Because it's cool, man. It's like, it's like the luge and, like, bobsledding and there's, there's fast no, stuff. There's no wrestling. Uh, there's not, there's none of like real events. I know, but people are like flipping through the air on skis and like going mock speeds. I mean, come on. I, yep. So this is a different, again, different differentiator between us two. I prefer winter Olympics. You like the summer Olympics. I like the summer Olympics too. Athletes are athletes. They're all amazing, but I have not watched any of them because I am giving up screen time for Lent. I'm not, I'm not going to watch TV. And I'm going off of social media for the the Lenten season. So how long does Lent last? 40 days. So you're giving up social media for yes, 40 days. I am. So you're going to have to, like, I'm just not going to share this for a couple weeks. Like, no. people are just, people listening today, when I share it for the last time, uh, you just got to look for it for yourself. So one, you've just committed me to posting this today, which I will. And no, you don't have I'm to. Going to. And, but two, like, isn't the podcast sort of social media? Uh, well, but no, I'm not like, I. it's the screen. It's like being on it all the time. No, this is like fun. Okay. I'm not. I mean, I'm on a screen for work. Like if it's it's like unnecessary screen time is, I guess, how I should uh, okay. classify I it. it. So I'm not going to sit around and just look at Facebook for for the sake of looking at Facebook. I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to look at Instagram just for the sake of looking at Instagram. I'm not going to watch TV just because I can. Like I'm going to read a book or I'm going to use my time more wisely. The okay. podcast will will is not screen time. It's okay. us recording a show. Okay. So speaking of, a couple things yes. for this week. One, we're going to talk yes. about a topic that was suggested by a listener. And two, we're going to wrap up the show with talking about our challenges. The one yes. challenge that you had for me last week, my current yes. status, and then my challenge for you. Oh, oh boy. All right. Well, let's jump into it because uh, my lo- my voice may not last very long. So, so what was, what was the top? <laughs> what was the topic? What was suggested for this week? So Wendy? the suggestion for this week, and forgive me, I forgot who recommended it, and I don't have a thing in front of it, but it was one of our our regular listeners, maybe Chad. I can't remember, um, but. That was what role do pets play in our lives Um, and kind of, you know, talk about what they play in our lives as the hosts of the show. But then also like some of our friends, um, the way we know that the role, the role their pet plays in their lives. Um, So that was we thought that was an interesting topic because a you have pets. I have my history with pets. I've been around a lot of different pet owners. And I see that pets can play multiple or very um, intentional roles in people's lives. And sometimes they're just pets. Yeah. So, Brian Kilby, what is it about your pets? Like, one of the, some of the things that were listed when this, the recommendation for the topic came up was, um, like, are they like a, ch- a substitute for children? Are they um, just straight up companionship? Do they fulfill some other kind of purpose in your life? That kind of stuff. So, so first, I'll say that my pets are not substitute substitutes for children. 
my nephews are substitutes for children. <laughs> my uh, ne- my foster kids, as I call them, their last name is Foster, so they're kind of like our foster kids. Oh, uh, I didn't realize that. that yeah. I, thought. I didn't until about until Noah was about five. Now I say it all the time. It's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> but for me, um, pets are not a substitution for kids. Now I have friends who that's the, that's the case. Like mm-hmm. my uh, friends, Mike and Liz. Uh, Dory, their dog, might as well be their kid. And, you know, they don't plan to have kids, so Dory is their child. And they treat Dory with all the love and affection that somebody would treat their kid. That's not how, that's not how I, um, feel about my pets. I love my pets. Yeah. Um, some pets, honestly, more than others. Like <laughs> Buddy, um, I love Buddy. Buddy's the best cat I've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. I would literally give a kidney for that cat if, if it would help. But I don't think of him as my kid. I've, As long as I can remember, I've had pets. So mm-hmm. to me, a pet is a family member in the sense that it's, it's a function. I only very briefly have I not had a pet. Yeah. And it's, it's a pet is, God, I hate to say temporary because it's not temporary. But, but it is a it is a, a season in life. It, it's not forever. It can't yeah, be forever. Yeah. A pet is a part of my life that I don't know how to live without. It's just mm-hmm. it's like I love Max, I love Charlie, I love Chester, Finn and McKenzie and Buddy, but they're not people. Yeah. And but in the event that no one else is around, I do draw comfort from their presence, I guess. And yep. I would not be lonely if it was just me and Max or me and Buddy. Where it would, if it was just me, I would uh-huh. feel a loneliness that yep. you know that that otherwise pets, you know, uh, you know, they fill that gap for me. Yeah, I think I have like I have always had pets for the most part. Other than been since I've not been pet pet sitting, I feel that <clears throat> that gap a little bit too. But I have. Lots of friends. Like I said, I've worked with lots of pet owners. And I think it is interesting that there are people who, and I think it's become more so um, probably in the last 10 or 15 years, but but their animals are like, they refer to them even as their children, that these are our kids. And so therefore they maybe go a little overboard with how they care for them. And I don't think that you can ever go overboard like you treat them with all the respect and love in the world. But I mean, you know, the, doing things that are not a, of traditional pet care, I guess you can say above and beyond. But um, I know a lot of people, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people, it's the pet, it rounds out the family. It's um, in some cases when yeah. they already have children, it, it teaches their children responsibility. And I think you, also it's that, what you said, which is like filling the void when there's not a person around. Um, I also feel like there is a very distinct and different relationship with a pet and their owner than even the people in those, that person's life, your pet. I fully believe your pet knows and senses things about you that even people cannot realize. And so they fill that companionship and that level of comfort that sometimes even human, um, interaction can't do. It's more calming it's more, um, it's, uh, what do I want to say? It's not hard. You don't have to do anything. They're just happy to be around you. <laughs> you don't have to entertain them. I mean, all that kind of stuff. So, 
like I like to think of my pets as in a way just animals and I, I tend to think of people as just animals too it's just mm-hmm. they're different level, <laughs> different levels of complexity mm-hmm. um but have you seen I, I don't want to get too dark and I'm, I, I'm not believe me I'm not going there but have you seen like the um vegan um billboard that has like animals uh starting off with like what we consider like uh, livestock then all uh-huh. the way over to like dogs and cats and it's like where do you draw the line like oh, that, that, uh, I've never seen that one yeah, actually. Well, I probably have. I just don't recall. Like, well, like visually, can't recall it. That's something that you know I've struggled with. Like um, we've talked, we even had an episode yeah. where we talked about uh, your history with pork. Yeah. Uh, but it's like I can draw a very clear delineation between, say, a dog and a cow or a yeah. pig. Yeah, that gets a little and, that gets a little fuzzy when you're talking about like a rabbit because I'm not going to eat a rabbit. I would pet a rabbit. Yeah, but um, I had rabbits. I had I had quite a few rabbits growing up. Did you ever eat any? No, I didn't eat my own. But we had people who lived down the road from us who ate, who raised them for meat. And I mean, but to your point, I think you bring up a good point, which was one I was going to kind of touch on was, you know, what, you know, the definition of pet versus livestock. You know, it's like when is something a pet? I mean, people will say, well. You know, get a pet pig, Wendy. Well, to me, pigs were not pets. Nor sh- and I know there are pet pigs. I know there's this yeah. whole... There's all these hobbies, these hobby animals who've come along over years. I mean, there was... The, whether it be farm-based or if it was, um, you know, home-based. Now this seems like um, hedgehogs are like the huge new pet that you see all over the place. But I think there's a very distinction. You know, cows... There are am, animal instincts. There are um, instinctual things in the makeup and DNA of an animal that makes them um, to be domesticated or naturally or not. Dogs and cats and birds and rabbits and things like that tend to go that because of their size, because of their um, their natural part of the circle of life, per se, where pigs cows horses things like that are not in necessarily intended to be kept like a dog you know they're they're kept to be outside and be a little bit hardier and to be enjoyed for a purpose and to fulfill their way they have to serve that purpose like a, a horse horses are trekking animals they're packing animals they ha- that's when they feel happy that's when they feel purpose there's wild horses and all that but um i think there can be a you know some take the pet thing a little too far with livestock type thing no it's you mentioned something about the <laughs> do, domestication process and that is something i've always found really interesting um now i think there are different levels or and you probably you're more qualified to talk to, about this than i am uh. but th- there are different levels of domestication across different animals mm-hmm. uh for example like i've seen a list of domesticated animals that was so narrow that uh from what the scientists considered truly domesticated that they only had like eight or nine animals on it. Oh, wow. I'm actually looking at a list on Wikipedia right now that probably has no more than 20 or 25 animals that are considered truly domesticated. <laughs> and what is, does it say what the de- what the definition for the listeners, like what the definition of domesticated truly means? Uh, yeah. So domestication, I'll just give you 
It's a sustained multi-generational relationship in which one group of organism assumes a significant significant degree of influence over the reproduction and care of another group uh, to secure a more predictable supply of resources. Um, so, like, I've heard that reindeer are domesticated, mm-hmm. uh, sheep, cattle, uh, chickens, uh, horses. But I've heard people theorize that cats are not truly domesticated. In all seriousness, people, it is suggested that cats as animals are not domesticated. Cats and, always were in homes where they were, like, protected and didn't have to be hunters? Well, so, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> The, the idea is that cats aren't domesticated. They are just tamed on a on a cat by cat basis. I mean, for example, like if you have a litter of cats, yeah. if your cat has a litter of kittens and you pay attention to two of them yep. and you don't pay attention to three, those three yep. will probably go feral. Yeah, because that's just the nature of cats. But uh-huh. if you if you have. But that's the nature of in in all honesty, that's the nature of all animals. Mm, I mean, if you have dogs, dogs tend to be pack animals, and if you pay they attention will to two, they'll the other three will hang around. Where the other cat, the other three cats, I've seen happen dozens of times growing up. They'll just they'll just leave. They don't need people being part of their life. They'll just peace out. Yeah, I think I I think more of it's the if if there's not to to the definition of what you put. Um, if there's not something changing the dynamic of that natural instinct or environment around that animal, they're all going to be able to do, you know, they're going to, they're going to go off and, and survive the way they know, they know how without a human interaction. So um, I do think that there is, then there's kind of the next level too. you know, there's a lot of people and I, it's become um, a huge huge thing now and i think it's great um is the um animal animal therapy so you know when i was growing up you would see people with service dogs mostly the blind mostly the blind um and then for a short time there was well not a short time it still exists but it came upon shortly after you know that you kind of thought of a service dog being just a c9 dog but now, and then it became those that kind of assisted those in wheelchairs and became an animal that could cut off lights and do things like that for those more homebound that wanted to live independently but still needed some level of assistance or um, service around them but didn't have somebody or didn't want to their independence taken away. But now there's so many service animals, and I think it's great Um to the to the point that we've been able to take dogs, primarily all of them are dogs, um, and train them in a way that they can assist. So I was fortunate enough when I was pet sitting to um, pet sit two dogs that were um, insulin dogs. Um, so the young woman or young, she was a girl at the time when I started watching the dogs, she had um, severe diabetes. And Mm -hmm. so her parents, um, they loved dogs. They're very active people. Um, The young lady had to change a lot about her life to facilitate her condition. And so in doing that, um, they learned about um, this group in Colorado that they worked with specifically, but that they were um, training and raising insulin dogs. And so they could tell any time that person's 
um, blood sugar was off and they needed to pay attention um, that, and especially for younger diabetics who are maybe not on top of it as much or in the middle of the night, you know, a parent where the, the condition's so severe that the insulin situation can kick in and your parents are asleep and unaware. And then you wake up and your child's like in a diabetic coma because of it. These dogs can warn the the patient or the person or, and or people around them that they're about to have, you know, that their blood sugar is low. So that was extremely, extremely cool to be a part of. I think the service dog thing is really cool, but I do also think that some people can't abuse it given the opportunity to. Yeah. Speaking of that, what do you think about uh, the, what's the term, comfort animal? Uh, it's it's not like a service animal, but it's where somebody needs to keep an animal with them, usually a dog or a cat, just for comfort, like on like a anxiety, flight. To help with anxiety yeah, and what things do you, like that. I th- kind of think that's BS. What do you think about that? I, that's, I guess that was my the intention of my comment previous was I think that if, you know, I truly respect and think that there is a very distinct reason service animals are around and that no one should. I love animals. I can understand if you suffer from anxiety. I appreciate all of that. And I, I think that there are truly people that need that. Um, but I do, I think it's in human nature to maybe abuse that and just want your dog with you. And, um, I I think there's a fine line and I just hope people respect the fact that those who truly need service animals think about that and the comfort animal things. And I, I love that they bring animals to the airports and you know, that they'll just walk around and let people pet them before they get on flights. And I respect all of that. I I don't want to say that anybody's uncomfortable level of uncomfortableness is any worse than anybody else's, but, but truly thinking about even how your pet feels when they go on a plane, cause that's not fun for them no. either. Right. It's, it's anxiety producing and it's an, it's an uncomfortable and unnatural environment for your pet as well. So I think there's a fine line, um, to, to, to that whole comfort animal thing. Yeah. I respect it, but I think there's a fine line. Yeah, so. for, for me, I mean, I'm not saying that you can never have a, some, a case where somebody really needs it. Say yeah. somebody has PTSD from combat. Oh, the yeah, there's like some incredible yeah. organizations that do that stuff that I have so much respect for, and it really does help. But there was a horror story in uh, the most horrific thing I have heard in the longest time in the news recently, and it was involved a hamster. Um, what? Yeah, so this, I mean, it's a hamster, but at the same time, this is just to me. I took the story was traumatic. So basically, there was a girl who had um, twenty one year old girl. She had a a comfort hamster that she carried that she took along with her. Apparently, she supposedly loved it. She says it was, you know, um, but she called. Um, I forget the airline and asked him if she could take her hamster on a flight, and they said yes. So she, she got to the uh, she got to the airport and they wouldn't let the hamster on the flight. People mix up things, you know. Yeah. Who knows what the real story is? Did did the girl really was she really told that they would allow it on? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But she says that the airline told her to flush it down the toilet. 
No, they didn't. She that's, sa- that's a bunch of hoo-ha. Well, she says that, and they say they didn't do that. But irrespective, she went to the bathroom and flushed her hamster down the toilet. Brian Kilby, you're lying. No, it is. It's a horror. Is, it's a horror this, story. And this, she, she's, this, this, she's wait, suing first the, of all, so, she is suing okay. the airline. Okay, but how old is this? Twenty-one. Okay, so she. Okay, so she didn't have parents with her. Okay, check. I'm, I'm, I'm going through the rationale of the the none that exists in the story in my head. As a twenty, I mean, there was obviously some deeper things going on with this female to let her think that even if they told her to do it, that she even considered doing it. She said that she stood in the bathroom stall crying, looking at it in the eyes, and that she flushed it down. Now, there was a sob story, a reason that she had to get on the plane. But she did she really have to get on the plane? Did she, could she not have escalated? Could she not have done something? Even if I I were a naive 21-year-old girl and I supposedly loved this animal and I had to have it with me for comfort, there is no way that anybody could make me flush it down the toilet. No, yeah, I think there is a deeper issue there. And it's unfortunate because I I think that there was – the young lady had a deeper issue that she was dealing with. That's sad. Oh God, horrible story. Kill it's me. Horrible. horrible. It's horrible. But I, I'll just oh. say this: as a pet owner and a pet lover, I cannot, in any way, shape, or form, rationalize or understand how that person did what she did. I can't. No, there's not. That's why I think there's a deeper issue because I don't. There's very yeah. There so, just makes no sense. It, so it was. It was a pretty big news item, and now she is suing the airline. Because of distress, that hamster can't sue her. And that's if 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 justice were real, that hamster would be suing her right now. But it can't because it's dead. That's exactly right. Oh, gosh. Ah, I'm sorry. No, that's not so. I mean, that's horrible way to put it. But there's like I said, there's a deeper issue there. There's so much behind that story that just doesn't make any sense. But if you know so oh, we, poor hamster yeah so we that's one pet i've never had yeah, and me, i don't me want either. to <laughs> I, I would i would totally have rodents as pets i think they're adorable i just i just haven't so we strayed a little bit from the topic but i think i think we've pretty much uh covered what we can cover there for from our personal experience but yeah. i did want to talk about our challenge you challenged me last week um to basically relax and meditate for five minutes a day yes i couldn't do it did you even try? <laughs> I tried once. <laughs> I knew that. That's not trying. You got to try more than once, Kill. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Why not? What was so uncomfortable about it for five minutes? Five minutes is nothing. I like. I start and I'm like, God, I got to do this and I got to do that and I have to do this and I want to be doing that and I, 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 I can't. I can't do it. Kilby, this whole, you know, that I could do anything for one minute. I could do anything for five minutes. Like, you can't even do that. Come on, Kelby. That's in. So I think, I think what it is, other than the challenge itself. Because in five minutes, that thing's going to fleet away and it's never going to happen if you do it. There's, don't do it right there's, in there. There's no carrot at the end of the stick. Like, I have been holding off. From eating food this week because I know, okay, I have a certain number of calories I need to hit this week because I'm weighing it at the doctor. 
that is a carrot at the end of the stick that keeps me from doing, you know, something. But I don't know how meditating for five minutes a day is going to make me a better person. I just can't. Maybe it'll calm you down a little bit. (laughs) I don't know. I tried. I like I. I just can't do it. I tried once and it didn't work. Well, boo. Okay, now I got to come up with a different challenge because you no, didn't even I, try. I, I need to. I need. I need motivation. I want to stick to this challenge. You I just, just want. You want me to give you the carrot of I, why it's what, what, why it's even help. Useful. Help me rationalize the utility of this. Okay, or, or is that I, the point? There is no utility, and I just need no, to accept that not everything has a purpose. Not well. That's a good. That's a good point. That's part of the point. I think. But part of the reason is we had talked earlier in the year with one of our other shows about how your mind never shuts off. Like, and it's always going and you're always on to the other thing and this and that. And like, and I wonder how if, or I wonder if I should say not how that in all of that, like zigzagging and back and forth and all this mental gymnastics and craziness that, you know, you're always on, 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 which is fine. If, you intentionally slowed your brain down for five minutes every day, if that would change the, I don't know if it's the quality or the impact or the frequency or clarity of the ideas and things that you have to do, or more so is really why I did it was, is it because it's something you want to do or you think you should do or that, is it really that important? And then start to think about things that you're like, Oh wow, I really I'm thinking about this. It doesn't really matter. And I could be focusing that energy on something more productive, but you got to close your brain down for five minutes and like kind of sort through that. Cause like you said, for what you did, you didn't do it for five minutes, but you were like, I got to do this and I want to do that. And And it's like, okay, of those things you want to do, which ones are really important to decide that I have to actually think about it, (laughs) but it just in that five minutes, you can, you can be like, Oh, look at, look at all this mess over here that I, think I want to do and all these other things I need to do and look at how much hap- is happening and what of that really matters in the long term of the things I'm pursuing. Can I do it while watching TV? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> you have to be quiet. You have, And the other goal of it is just to be okay sitting with yourself in quiet in your own mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and understanding what that time produces in your head. <laughs> okay. I will try it. And I, I need to put my, I need to, I need to create a calendar that I can put okay. up that will get, tell me the time that I need to do this. Yes. Yeah, so you need to basically put it on your calendar so that like every day at the same time, you know, you have to go through this torture. I can have my echo remind me. There you go. To do that. <laughs> Alexa, set an alarm for 749 PM for tomorrow. I can only set a one time alarm within the next 24 hours. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I guess I'm doomed to, to never. <laughs> this is never going to happen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay, all I'm, right. I'll and so what is, what is your challenge for me? So I want you to listen to an album that I think is outside of your normal taste in music. Okay. Something that is, and it may not be, and if so, I've got a couple of options, but uh, I think this album will, it helped open my mind as to what is possible with music. 
Oh, okay. Uh, it is. Are you familiar with the band The Flaming Lips? Yes. Have you listened to The Flaming Lips? I have, but it's been a long time. You need to listen to, from start to finish, the album uh, from 2002, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Okay. I love that album. Stacy loves that album, too. It's a great okay. album. Okay. I hated it the first time I listened to it. It's not one of my all-time favorite albums. Okay. It frustrated me, and there were, I hated it because I knew that I kind of liked it. <laughs> but you I didn't did, want to admit it. Didn't want to admit it. But yeah. you know, now it's 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 one of my favorite albums ever. Okay, Yoshimi battles the pink robot. Yoshimi battles the pink robots. Okay, uh, okay. Is there anything else? Okay, this is supposed That's to be it. like a thirty day challenge. I'm just gonna keep listening to it for the thirty days. No, no, no. I want you. Or to, is there another one? No, 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 no. I I just want you to listen to one, and okay. uh, we'll, I want to talk about it next week. And okay. I, I want to go back to, I think we both need to do this one. I, I liked back in summer, the summer when we talked about um, or made each other listen to podcasts that we wouldn't normally listen to. Okay, maybe we'll do that one in March then. I'd like to do that. Okay. Because I had fun with that. Good. That sounds good. Awesome. Okay. Challenge accepted, my friend. Um, what else have you got coming up in the week? Anything big and new? Uh, it's our... Ninth annual Toy Fair live stream Saturday. So all of my mental energy is going towards that. I'm actually yes. taking Friday off so I can prepare for it. I've been, that's basically all I've been working on the last few days. That'll be super excited. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I, um, you know, I'm sorry, everybody, that I sound kind of like an old woman and my voice is not really taking us to, to do a really lengthy podcast, but we got it done. Check. Kept up with the, kept with the plan. Try not to miss too many weeks. And then uh, next week, I don't know. We'll 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 talk about. Um, I gotta listen to this album, so I'm interested to see about that. We'll see about Kilby trying one more time to meditate. <laughs> I will try. I, I promise. I, will, I promise. I will get it done at least once. And then, um, then we can uh, talk about um, what the next topic will be. I'm not sure. It'll be a surprise. We'll figure it out. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Bye. This was How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Please subscribe at our website, How Was Slash Your Weekend. That's H O W W dot A S slash Your Weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend.